Blessings and best wishes. Reggie Hubbard here on behalf of the Own Practice platform with the debut of the Instagram Live series, Practice Makes Purpose. It is an online conversation, a conscious conversation online uh, where we talk about some things that, you know, maybe a lot of people don't want to get into, but it's the... Um, Conscious conversations about diversity and inclusion. So the yoga industry, the wellness space for quite some time has been a monolith of uh, skinny, uh, homogenous, uh, uniracial experience. And I, as a plus size black dude uh, who started practicing at 40 years old, really had nothing to do um, with the, I used to be a dancer, all these other things. So for me, yoga, uh, my yoga journey has been about smashing through with compassion some of these barriers uh, that prevent other people from seeing the wellness and the, be the beauty in these wellness experiences. Again, I'm Reggie. We'll be here for God through August. But today we have uh, Sister Chanel Sledge. Uh, who we're going to talk about her yoga journey, um, her teaching journey, and her wellness experience. So, Chanel, I saw that you're here, so just hit request, and um, we'll get you live and direct. Um, and I can also see if I can request that you come on as well. But happy to have you here for those that view us live, for those of you that view us on YouTube later. We're happy to have you as well. So here we go. Sister Chanel. Makes purpose. Uh, thank you for saying yes. Uh, thank you for um, who you are in the world. And I just, I'm basically excited to be here. I've heard so much about you reputationally. So it's <laughs> delightful to like see you virtually in person, number one. And number two, I'm just delighted to have this conversation with you because as you heard in the beginning, I am... <laughs> For those of you that don't know me, I grew up in the D.C. metro area, and I most recently worked on Capitol Hill during the height of the Trump era. So, like, for me, um, I, I like a good fight. And, f <laughs> you know, as far as I'm concerned, the fight about democratizing wellness so that black and brown people, all body sizes and all identities feel welcome in the space, that's what I'm focused on now. So the last four years, I was focused on something else, and we were mass successful there. So now that I've retired from politics, wellness, I got you in my sights. So don't bet against me. It's basically what I'm going to say. So with that, Chanel, tell us a little bit about you, like your yoga journey, and um, then we'll go from there. So I am originally from Decatur, Georgia. All right. Uh, Decatur, where it's greater, right outside of Atlanta. I'm actually at a lovely little park here in Decatur right now because the weather's pretty. So I decided to take it outside. I... I discovered yoga um, actually through an injury. I used to run track. And uh, when I was probably like 33, I got out of my car one day and both of my knees buckled underneath me. <laughs> so I was, you know, went through the whole physical therapy thing and they said, you should try some yoga. And I was like, I'm an athlete. <laughs> I don't want to stretch. I know how to stretch. I don't, I have no interest in doing yoga. None, none. So I, um, but I was, I was trying to heal my knees so I could get back to running. So I was like, well, let me just try it and see, if, you know, see how this helps. And like I said, the first couple of practices that I did were online on YouTube. And I immediately was like, so this is not just stretching. <laughs> 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 I don't know what this is, but my body really kind of likes this. Hmm. And um, so I, I happened to find I was in college at the, well, I was getting my master's, I think, at the time. And I happened to find a yoga studio that was around the corner. Hmm. First time ever being into yoga studio. Didn't know much about yoga. Like I said, I took a couple of classes. My first class was a hot yoga class in down South Georgia. It was 
90 degrees outside. I had on long sleeves. I had no idea, didn't bring any water with me. Totally unprepared for this experience. Hmm? I'm happy you're still here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when I walked in, the, the, the owner, she's like, um, you know, you signed up for hot yoga. I don't know what hot yoga is. I don't. Uh, so she gave me a T-shirt. <laughs> she was like, gave me some water. <laughs> and I actually, like, I fell in love. Like, that's, that's when I fell in love. And I, I started taking classes at that studio and realized that it was so much more than just the physical practice. And it was everything that I needed. I metaphorically and in, in, in real life, I run for mm-hmm. a living. I run from my problems. I, I run on the track. That is what I did. I would avoid things. And my teacher at the time, the, the owner of the studio, she said, you need to take some restorative yoga classes. And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I refused. I kept refusing. And, and when, I, when she finally talked me into doing teacher training, she said, I'm going to require you take four restorative yoga classes a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and it, was, it was what I needed. But I didn't know that's what I needed. I got the first couple of times I took the class, I couldn't understand why I was so anxious, why I was so because I wasn't used to sitting still right. and and just being with everything that was going on. I was used to running, moving. I always wanted to take like the very the powerful classes, the ones that you get the sweat, the ones that you just, you know, burn all the energy out. But what I really needed was to slow down. Right. To slow down, to stop, to be still. Right. And uh, I said, I, t- I took the teacher training there. And when I came out of teacher training, she said, you're going to teach beginners. <laughs> I'm, I can't teach beginners. I'm like, I'm, I'm still kind of a beginner. I can't. <laughs> like, how can, how can I teach beginners when I am still, I, I, felt as, uh, I felt like I was still a beginner. And I absolutely fell in love with teaching beginners. One, the original reason I fell in love with it, because it was a challenge to me. Okay. Because it was a challenge for me to to figure out how to try to make it accessible for everybody. Because in beginners classes, a lot of times, and even most classes, you never know who's going to walk in that door. You never know, you know, what they have going on in their body, what it, you know, all those kind of things. So it it created this challenge of like, how can I make this pose work for them? Right. How can I make the pose fit their bodies instead right. of us trying to fit our bodies into these these poses? Right. And so I, ever since then, I've kind of always love teaching beginners and I love that when I have beginners their minds are open their hearts are a little bit more open and receptive um there's not as much ego I, I find as opposed to like in some of the quote-unquote more advanced classes right and so I love that I love that 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 student heart I love that there's just something about it that just I love it I just and I love being as one of the first people they encounter, right when they when they try yoga, I love I love what you just said, and it's funny because you don't know this, but maybe this is how in tune we are. Like all the questions I was going to ask you in order, <laughs> because on my notes it says Chanel, tell us about your yoga and wellness journey. Tell us about your teaching journey. What is about beginner's mind? So, like, you already, like, answered Black Hippie's questions, so props to that. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit more about this beginner's mind, though, because, like, I um, I, I, I haven't taken your class yet, but it's, it's on my list. And I teach yoga in a way that kind of breaks through ego as well. 
right? So I, I welcome all people because I grew up, like, I wasn't an athlete, and I didn't start practicing yoga until I was 40. And so for me, um, when people would be like, okay, so now compass pose, then headstand, I'm like, what, what does this even mean? Like, oh my, like, how are you doing this? So then as I progressed in my um, yoga study, um, I started teaching specifically Hatha. Mm-hmm. So and slow and mindful when people are like, I think Hatha's boring. A word? Stand in tree pose for a minute and a half. Able <laughs> engage. Right. Is that boring? Right. So tell me a little bit more about beginner's mind and how that how how you how you approach that and then how you offer that to your students. So for me, um, when I'm teaching beginners, like I like I love to do series because series I feel like if you do a beginner series, it really sets them up really well for a, a nice long lifelong practice because this is a long practice. This is not just a, something that you just do, get in shape. This is, and some people get into it for the physical reason. And that, and that's totally cool. Cause that's how I got there. But mm-hmm. guess what? Once you start getting into it, you're like, Oh, <laughs> wait. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I got a little, the smile on my face just won't go away. What, what is this feeling? What is, and, you, and then you start getting deeper, but um, a couple of things like for beginners, one of the first things I always love to teach is the breath. Okay. The breath, to me, is one of the most important things. Um, and I just got done reading a, another book about the breath because I'm fascinated with the, the body in general, the science of breath. And mm. it's just so amazing how we don't, we don't breathe like a full, full breath. And for beginners, I find that they hold their breath a lot. They forget to breathe when they're, when they're practicing. So cueing the breath is super important. And mm. like I said, for beginners, it's just setting the foundation and and letting them know from the jump that some of these things may be a little challenging. Right. This is not going to happen, you know, like that. This is a journey. I, right. And I always and I like to show them that I'm not perfect. Right. I I am still working on several different things. <laughs> I'm on this journey along with them. I, I may be a few steps ahead. Right. But I'm still on this journey with them, and so trying to set the foundation for them for this journey with the breath, with, with certain postures. And I try not to, to, you know, a lot of times you go into a yoga class and it can be really intimidating. You right. got the yoga teacher saying, you know, Arda Chandrasana, da, 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 and you're like, I, who, Arda, who, who, what, what is Arda? Who, who is Arda? Who is Arda? Right. <laughs> Arda in this class, where's she at? Right. <laughs> I met Arda, my, Arda in the back. Arda. Arda, no. Right. So, right. so trying to, one, make it accessible, make it so that they can understand what you're saying and breaking things down. So in my beginner's classes, we do flow because a lot of people come to flow. And, but when we flow, we usually flow just through some sun salutations that I've already broken down and yeah. we flow. But then we do, it's, it's more like it's a combination of flow and hatha right. because I stop, we break down the poses, we set you up, we get you to feel into the poses and then maybe you might flow a little bit with those poses. Like, and it'll only be a few per right. class. Like, it's not going to be like, I'm going to teach you all the back bends or we're going to do all the, the external hip up. Like, we, we don't do that. It's a few poses per class. Right. We flow first, get you going. Right. Pause, break things down, and then maybe flow a little bit more. Right. To get, to, to get you know, get into the flow. Because people like, I mean, when they come to class, a lot of times they like to move. 
Right. And so I want to make sure that they get that movement in, but I also want to make sure that I, I, I give them the, the tools they need so that they are set up for when they go into a flow class and they're like, I have no idea what this pose is and what it's supposed to feel like or how I can modify it and right. all that. Because you, you, most of the time in flow, like a, a true flow class, you don't have the time to give all the modif- all the different variations or right. you can use the block here. You can adjust your stance here. You know, all these little things that you can't do in a traditional flow class, I like to incorporate it into my classes. So my classes are more like a half and half. It's like a little flow and a little hatha, hatha breath work at the beginning, right? stillness at the end. Okay. So how, how do you make, so you talked a little bit about it, but how do you specifically focus on making the practice more approachable? Right, because one of the things that I've noticed um, that teachers do, and this is specifically, um, this comment is to the teachers out there. Um, we need to make yoga approachable. And, and I'll tell you where I'm coming from with this. So I taught yoga and meditation online during the pandemic to members of Congress, to their staff, to political operatives. And that wasn't, okay, we're going to do headstand. It was just like, so if you're hunched over your desk, find a tall spine. If you look like this, the only person that should look like this is either a T-Rex or someone in Michael Jackson's room. <laughs> <laughs> to look like this. So get into the wrist, right? Like shake it out. So how do you make the process and like the experience more approachable? Because one of the things that I've noticed is that when it's not approachable, people leave. Right. Make it more approachable. Well, I, I kind of do kind of like how you do. I, 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 Talk about, I try to always incorporate real life bodies and situations like, you know, how we sit down all the time or how, you know, yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the tight, the tight hips and all that stuff from sitting down all day. And I'm like, so if you wake up or if you sit down on the floor and your back automatically starts to round, you know, this is how you, this is how you help that. If you find yourself like always like this, this is, we're going to work on the class that helps to open you up so that you can sit up nice and tall, work some of the back muscles. But I also try, like I said, I am a very, um, I don't know if this comes across right, right now. Very bubbly person. I'm a very... Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to call myself a little ball of sunshine. And so I, I am a very... Um, I feel... I hope. I hope it comes across as a very welcoming, a very warm person. Right. Who And I, I let them know that yoga is for everybody, every shape. And I always tell people at the beginning of my class, I have, I have, I have two rules in my class. Mm. And I tell them at the beginning of the class, these, these are my rules. All right. You don't like my rules? Hmm? Rule number one, you honor your body wherever it is today. Right. Not where it was 15, 20 years ago. Not where you want it to be 10 years from now. We honor our bodies where they are today. Mm-hmm. And I, I give people that, that the power to, the, I give them the, the, the permission to take what they need and leave everything else. I'm not in your body. You know right. what's going on in your body, so we're gonna we're gonna work with it and we're gonna honor it. If you need to pause, take a pause. I'm like, I'll be right here waiting on you. I'm not <laughs> going anywhere for the next hour. Take your time. Take your time. Right. And uh, rule number two: put a little smile on your face. Mm. You can't you can't be in my class without a smile at some point. <laughs> not allowed. So if you come in here all not up. Right. Where, where's your smile? Let's start off with a smile. Right. All right. Ooh, let's get it together. So I, I try to, I just try to make it really friendly. I try to, to, I am not the, and, and, and I have taken classes where it's really serious and really just kind of, and I, I, there's a place for that. And I do love that sometimes, but I'm not that teacher. 
<laughs> I am the teacher that is going to make you laugh, make you smile, make you feel good. We, we'll take a little shake break. Right. I tell people I can't dance. Don't ever invite me to a party. I will embarrass you. <laughs> all I can do is a little two step. That's it. That's all I. That's all I got. Is two steps. Right. Maybe electric slide on a good day. That's all right. You know, that's all you need. Right. <laughs> but I just really try to. I try to make it less intimidating. I, 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 and I always start with. I don't like to say modifications. I always start with the um, the easier variations of every pose. Sure. And then I always give the option to maybe. Maybe take it here. Maybe take it here. But only going where you need to. And I tell people, if you start frowning up, stop. You've gone too far. If you're not breathing. Yeah, breath gets hella tight. Right. If the breath gets all... (laughs) Or you're like, you've gone too far. (laughs) And and giving them that that permission, because a lot of times that's... That's something I, I find is not given. It's not they're not given that permission to to really listen to their body and, and do what they need to do. Right. And I and there's no ego in my class. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what Paul, Jimmy, John, Susie Q, they're not they're not in your body. Right. And I tell them I'm like nobody's watching you but me. But I'm not watching you in a creepy way. I'm just watching it in a way just to kind of keep you safe. But nobody else is paying attention to you. Right. You do what you need to do, honor your body, and let's do this and have fun. That's what's up. So for those of you that are here, please ask questions because we're here for you. I mean, now and I, we could probably go back and forth all day. But if you got <laughs> questions, just holler at us. Like, we'd love to answer them. Um, I guess one, one other thing I would ask is, that, so tell me a little bit about not only your journey as a um, sister teacher, but as just like a black woman in the yoga space. You want to talk about approachability and accessibility. Like, this right here, like, black male teacher black female teacher chopping it up talking about the things this is like catching lightning in a bottle so right you, you please tell me about your your experience as black female practitioner and black female teacher because i don't think enough people know what we go through when we don't look like they so obviously well not obviously when i first started doing yoga there weren't many people who looked like me doing yoga yeah. I will say at the studio that I was at, there was, uh, they, the, and which was why I loved that studio. That was my, that's my home studio. She was very, very good about being inclusive. And there were, there was, but um, there wasn't teachers. Right. I, I didn't, I didn't see a, a person of color teacher until. <laughs> <laughs> it was well after I was in my practice. Right. And and that's one of the things that, that was one of my things is that I want to be, I want to be one of those people that lets other people know that we do do yoga. Right. And we need yoga. Right. <laughs> we need yoga. And it doesn't matter the shape. Like I've, I've been all kinds of shapes. If you look back at my pictures, I've been here, I've been here, I've been here. It, and it doesn't matter. I'm still a yogi. I'm still, the, the shape of your body doesn't matter. The color of your skin doesn't matter. None of that matters, but I think it's really important that we are represented because I don't feel like we are we are properly represented. I don't feel that we are uh, properly valued as right. well. I feel like if you, you there's the people that they had a choice between a a white yoga teacher and maybe a thicker person of color that they would choose the white person. And even though I might have the more credentials, more more knowledge, more this and that, right? It's just sometimes it's what it is. And, right. and that's something that I'm trying to um, help kind of crush through 
and, and show. And I honestly, I think own practice, I, I think own practice because I feel like they have done a really great job Absolutely. of, of helping to do that. And I said, I was, I was uh, one of the OG own practice teachers. Right. So the fact that they came, like they came to me and this is when I was like, you know, little known little black girl in down South Georgia. Right. And they reached out to me and the fact that they did that. And it wasn't because we were going through this, you know, black lives matter thing. No, they, they were ahead of the game. Right. They were already trying to do this. And I, I thank them that for that all the time. Like it, that they gave me this opportunity, they gave me this chance and believed in me when other people might not have. Right. Right. And look at you now. No, I mean, I mean, I know, right? but that's also quite serious. And like, you know, like Chris and Rachel and Sam, like love y'all and appreciate y'all because like this, this, this series came about because they were just like, you know, Reggie, we, we want to do a little bit more online. I was like, I don't have a problem talking. So like, let's, let's go, let's get it. And so thank them for, like, again, the willingness, because a lot of people think it's a risk to employ or in- interact with people who aren't the norm. Whereas what I love about them is that they seek to do things that are not the norm. I mean, even before the pandemic, the thought of taking a yoga class through your computer, people were like, I don't want to do that. I mean, I, t- I can't tell you should know how many people were just like, Reggie, I can't wait to take a class with you in person. And this is in April of 2020. I was like, you know, that may not happen till October of next year. Right. Right. You're going to not do yoga because it, the, the computer thing, really. So tell me a little bit more about like your experience with teaching online, because I found it to be quite accessible, not only as a teacher, I mean, because I like similar to you, but probably more exponentially over the pandemic, I went from who is this to who is this, right? So like, I went from like not teaching at all to like teaching globally. Um, and mm-hmm. so like, how has teaching online been for you um, as a teacher, but also how you serve students? So teaching on, like I said, when this opportunity first came to me, it actually came to me at the most perfect time. And I, 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 I like, I love computers. I'm a little, a little techie and I love to be at home. Real talk. <laughs> I am. I am a homebody. I am a homebody. So, at a time, I was. I was doing a lot of moving, and so I was uh, having to leave studios and all this and that. And I was honestly, it was, like I said, it was. It was divinely presented to me. I was looking for a way that I could still be able to connect to my students, and when I was moving and you know changing locations. And yeah. so when this opportunity came to me, it was like, <laughs> uh, <gasps> sign, sign me up. Yes, 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 yes. and yes. Mm-hmm. But I was really nervous because I was just like, I don't know how this is gonna go. Is this like because I've always been used to being in person, and right. there's a there's a different energy from in person. I was like, am I still gonna be able to get that energy and to give that energy online? And so that to me was the first uh, kind of hurdle that I had to get over. Mm-hmm. Was I, I had to because I was nervous at first teaching online. It just felt different, right. and I wasn't when I first started teaching. I don't feel like I was completely truly my authentic self because I was nervous. I was a little. But then once I started to get kind of get the nerves out, I just I started showing up just as me. Yeah. And I feel like I've I've the connections that I have with my students online have been just as good or even greater than the ones I have had in person. Right. Even in my classes, my classes, they know each other. They talk to each other. They can like it, it's so awesome. Like people will ask about, oh, how, how, hey, how's your vacation going? I mean, like it's still that community. And that's one of the biggest things for me was still to create that community because I didn't want to just be just 
just these squares. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't want it to be just these little squares and these like a number. I want, I want to know you connect with you. I want you to know me, connect with me, know each other. And, you know, I had a student the other day. She was like, Hey, um, I haven't seen Paula in class in a while. You know, have you, have you heard from her? I was like, Oh yes. You know, she's back at work. You know, the fact that they they noticed like someone's not been in class and and to ask about them. Um, It did up my teaching skills. Okay. Teaching online because I had to learn to get really good with my verbal cues. Absolutely. Really good. I couldn't depend on my body as much as I, I used to, to right. demo. So I had to get really good with that. The only thing that I've, I have found, though, is with my beginner's class, is I do find that I do have to demo more with my beginner's class. Just because there are a lot of people who people learn differently. There are, you know, right. some people are very visual. And they, <laughs> I have found that they will do exactly what I do. Like, if oh. I, if I... If I'm on my mat demoing something and I stop, they stop. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> keep going, keep going. But um, it, it really has changed the way I teach. Um, I think it has definitely made me a better teacher mm-hmm. teaching online. Definitely. I feel like it's because my words have gotten better and more concise and direct. And and I'm a lot, no no shade to anybody, but a lot of teachers who are teaching online are on their mats the whole entire time. And so you can't, you can't see anything if you're on your mat the whole time. Right. And so being able to stop and come up to the computer to look and to, to, you know, give suggestions or, you know, not corrections. I don't believe in corrections, just right. suggestions and, and guidance is, uh, is a really cool thing. I, I, I love teaching online. Like I said, I, I'm a homebody. So if I can <laughs> teach from home and then go, go have my breakfast, I, I'm good. Right. I'm good. I don't, I don't have to drive anywhere. Yeah, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. How how's your experience been teaching online? Just curious. I know it's but we're talking to me, but I just want to know. Because like I um, prior to the pandemic, you kidding me? Like I had a full time job. I'm not gonna leave work early, try and get cross town, and maybe not make the six o'clock class. You know what I mean? So like, because in DC traffic. I mean, you in Georgia? What am I telling you? Especially if you. <laughs> So like whatever. So traffic, um, and just the to get into a slot, one slot, and then maybe try and go other place that never really appealed to me. Um, and again, the studios wanted in no shade, but certain certain studios wanted you to teach a certain way. That's not how Black Hippie gets down. Like I teach like this. And if you're down with that, let's kick it. If you're not down with that, blessings, right? No shade or no shame. But what I found via online, both through own practice and through active peace, which is my world, um, I had complete freedom. Mm-hmm. Complete freedom to do what I wanted to do, but also to serve how and where I wanted to serve. So rather than being like in the D.C. area, I put a call out. And I had people and have people from Berlin yeah. to Hawaii, like coming in, coming in virtual sangha, right? Yep. That, that's mind blowing. And the other thing I'll say is that um, I'm an organizer and activist when I'm not teaching and I, I've merged the two is that online, sometimes studios, whether it be culturally or otherwise, are inaccessible. And there are some parts of the world that where you don't have access to a computer. So I'm not saying that this is this isn't first world problem. But like all you need is an access to um, the internet, and you can get quality yoga. Quality, right? 
You don't even need you don't even need a computer. You can do it you, cell phone, right. iPad, tablet, right. whatever. Right. And and here we go. Like I have so many people, uh one of my ladies is so she was doing some renovations on her house. Yeah. So they bought they had this little tiny they they bought a little tiny house to live in while while they were doing the renovations in the big house. Yeah. But a little cell phone propped up in this little this little corner. You can do it anywhere. Right. In a hotel room. You can literally like I tell people I'm, like you can take me anywhere in the world. Right. I'll be right there with you. Right. Right. I'm gonna put that on my website. So like but I I'm gonna do like asterisk Chanel that take me anywhere in the world. <laughs> like asterisk Chanel slash said this. Uh, <laughs> right. I ain't gonna take your shine. No, but but it has been a delightful experience to be of service at this time, especially when studios closed down and all you had was this. Yeah. It gave an opportunity to be of max service, right? So, like, I, in one year, I've gone from not teaching at all to branded, like, branded teaching practice with, like, Prince stuff and Marvin Gaye this and Kangles and hands and all this. So, Black Hippie has gone from, like, who, like I said, from who this to who that. Right. Right. So, it's, it's been beautiful. But, like, the best part for me has been, like, the opportunity to serve greater. And, and that's that's the thing is that now we have this opportunity to reach so many people that we didn't have the ability to reach before. Right. And uh, like I said, especially in these times, I feel like we need it more than ever. Everybody. Yeah. More than ever. More than ever. We need this practice because there's a lot of there's a lot of um, stuff going on <laughs> in the right. world. And, and we need this to kind of help. And I, I'm a, a big believer of like. Sharing love, spreading love. Like the more more people who I can get to to get into this practice, the more love that can be spread out, and we all can use a little more love, a little more sunshine in 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 the world, and a little Definitely. bit more. Right, like so. As we conclude, what I want to ask, I want to ask you two more questions. One is, what would you, what do you consider? And I think you mentioned it a little bit, but maybe tease this out a little bit more. What do you consider an important thing for us to focus on now? So as we emerge from the pandemic as people rush to this or people try and go back to normal or whatever it is, what do you as yogi, yogini teacher, um, but also human think is important for us to focus on in general, but it's, it's, especially as we seek to make these things more accessible? Uh, well, I think as we go back to this, this new normal, cause it's never going to be what it was before. Um, I think, I think we need to make sure that we take the lessons that we learned during the pandemic and not forget those lessons mm-hmm. and not forget those things. Uh, I know for me during the pandemic, I, I learned a lot more about priorities and boundaries and I'm not going to go back to what I was before. I'm not going to go back to, you know, trying to kill myself at this job that, you know, doesn't care about me, you know, right. uh, or, you know, just stuff like that. And just make sure that you prioritize yourself prioritize your mental health right and i think i think during this time people started to really pay attention to mental health and i I hope that continues i hope the conversation continues with that because it is a real thing and 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 in the black community it's not a thing that is often talked about but it is is so important and it's something that i think that we all need to kind of kind of get into and and check into and, and 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 work on that um breath remembering to breathe Right. The, the, in the tough times when things get really crazy, stop, pause, and breathe. Right. I think that that's so important, and and taking care of your body, 
inside and out. Right. Inside and out. To me, yep. I think those are the biggest things that we that I feel like we need to focus on as we go back to this quote unquote new normal. Right. Whatever that whatever that's gonna look like. And you know, honoring and respecting yourself and your body and honoring and respecting others as well. Because we are all one. Right. We're that's- all one. Um, and so any other closing thoughts, um, or anything else you want to share? So where, where can we find you is one thing. Um, and then, so where can we find you either online on own practice? When do you teach? And if there's anything else you want to share, go for it. And then I'll close this out. All right. So, so on own practice, <laughs> you ready? I, yeah. I, I honestly, I don't know how many classes I teach, but I'm about to tell you. <laughs> so you can find me at all times on, on own practice, just about every day. So Monday I teach at 638, uh, Monday. Tuesday and Thursday mornings, I teach a 6.30 a.m. Vinyasa Express class. It's 25 minutes. Monday afternoon, I teach an afternoon flow at 12 p.m. Monday evening, I teach a beginner's class at 5.30 p.m. On Saturday, I teach a beginner yoga class at 8 a.m. and a power yoga class at 9 a.m. So several opportunities to come and hang out with me on own practice. Um, obviously here you can find me at Chanel underscore sledge, uh, online. You can find me at, at simpletwistyoga.com If you want to do some more personal one-on-one, uh, classes with me and, uh, let's see, what else could I just kind of tie it up? Um, I, I thank everybody for showing up and hanging out with us. If you're catching this live or on the replay. You, I love to see the comments. If you have any questions, please get at me or Reggie. We would love to to facilitate you in any way that we can. And uh, let's just go out there and bring more little light and love into the world. Well, that's a great way to end. I'll close by saying, like, it has been a thank you for being my first guest on this summer series. Uh, I'm honored. <laughs> practice make purpose. <laughs> Like making sure that we have real conversations with real people about real stuff. You know, there are a lot of people. The blessing of the Internet is that people have free access to communication. The curse of the Internet is that a lot of people out there ain't saying nothing. So you have my promise. Black Hippie promises you that if you see my face, we're going to be talking about something. We're not going to be like, oh, and then blah, 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 blah. Nah, ain't nobody got time for that. We <laughs> things, especially as it pertains to accessibility and inclusion. Because, again, I said this before, were it not for the pandemic, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be this emergent personality. Um, the pandemic gave me the space for that. And y'all know how black, I'm gonna t- if y'all know black people, I'm going to tell you, like, once you let us in, I ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. I'm here. So I, I, would, I would say my, my favorite little saying, but I, I, um, I'm keeping I it PG. <laughs> <laughs> you can find y'all stuck with y'all were stuck with me. Y'all just y'all figure out the rest. <laughs> I'm at O Reggie Global. Um active so www.activepeaceyoga.com. But it ain't really about that. I'll be here through August and then ho- hopefully homegirl Yasmin will take up after this, after we till the soil. She can bring the flowers to bloom. So with that, I have all these singing bowls behind me. I'm going to play one of them. In conclusion, so for those of you that are here, and for those of you who view this online, find your tall spine, shoulders back, and um, maybe take some half circles with the neck. Just relieve some of the tension and find just better posture. Navel is engaged. And reflect on the beautiful conversation again. Like I said, we caught lightning in a bottle. So like black male teacher, black female teacher, talk about accessibility with peace and love. That doesn't happen often. 
So reflect on this beautiful, accessible, delightful, melanated experience, especially the week after Juneteenth. Uh, I'll ring this bowl three times. Let's inhale through the nose. Exhale out the mouth. Deep inhale, cherish the breath, allow it to fill the lungs. Exhale out the mouth fully and completely. Last breath, in through the nose. Exhale out the mouth. Blessings to all who showed up. Deep vow of gratitude to each of you. See you next Wednesday around this time. We will have Men Care Now um, president and founder Nick um, D'Alejo talking about yoga and accessibility for men. Because, you know, yoga in the West is probably predominantly female, which is fine. But men need this love and stress relief. So we're going to talk about that next week. And until then, love and grace to each of you. Take good care of yourself. Over and out. Thank you very much.